This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Here comes Scott for the screen. Young to work on the run. Oh. Off the window, got it! 1.5 to play! With the two-point lead, Jameer Young looking to play the role of hero in Iowa City. Jameer Young, for those of you who are not paying attention, is Maryland's starting point guard. uh, And he is in the midst right now of one of the best individual seasons in Maryland basketball history. It's not an exaggeration. And trust me, there are plenty of... Plenty of choices when discussing the greatest individual seasons in Maryland basketball history. Good morning. More on that coming up here in a moment. Cole Kublik from ESPN and the SEC Network is going to be with us at 11 a.m. Cole's great. We've had Cole on the show many times. Uh, I asked Cole to come on the show to talk about Jaden Daniels specifically because he called a few of his games this year and the year before, but he has seen all of the quarterbacks, so we will do some QB at number two talk uh, with Cole at 11 a.m. 11.35, Eric Eager will be with us. The last time Eric was on with us, Denton, remember? He referred to Sam Howell as a high-end backup quarterback in the NFL, and that was when Sam was playing his best football of the year. A lot of you did not like it in the moment. Uh, Eric at 11 35. Steven Spector, who's been a friend and was at this station for many years, uh, but has been in Kansas City for the last 11 years. Uh, he runs 610 Sports Radio out in Kansas City. He's going to be on with us. You'll hear my interview with Steven from my podcast yesterday. You'll hear some of that at 12 noon. Uh, he previewed the Chiefs, how the Chiefs got to this point when it looked like they weren't going to get to this point. And he talked very specifically about Eric Bieniemy's loss in Kansas City this year and whether or not Eric Bieniemy could be headed back to Kansas City. So tune in for that at 12 noon. Chris Knocky will jump on with us uh, at the end of the show. He was on the call last night uh, for the Terps' win. So I, I want to start with... Maryland's win last night at Iowa. Like the game at Illinois a few weeks ago, it was a bit of a surprise. Um, And if you were watching the game, uh, it was a big surprise. Unlike the Illinois game, they didn't play great for much of this game. Now, they played well defensively. Maryland was supposed to finish in the top three or four in the Big Ten and be an easy, you know, four to eight seed somewhere in that range, depending on the preseason, you know, bracketologist that you uh, followed. They were supposed to have that kind of a season, and it hasn't gone that way. They're twelve and eight. They're four and five after last night in the Big Ten, and they're not a tournament team. Uh, certainly not as we speak uh, today. There's a lot of season left. 
left, and they could certainly make a run into tournament contention, but they've not had a good season, primarily because they're very limited, as it turns out, offensively. Other than Jameer Young, and on some nights, Julian Reese in the post, and on other nights, Dante Scott, they just are limited offensively. Tough as hell defensively. They're the number one defensive team in the Big Ten per Ken Palm's efficiency uh, numbers. Um, But they've really struggled at times offensively. And last night was another one of those games. They had nine turnovers in the first half, several of them completely unforced. They ended up uh, in the game with 14 turnovers. They weren't shooting the ball very well, although they made a couple of threes that kept them within striking distance at halftime. And then they actually took the lead, but then they fell behind by seven with five minutes to go. And it seemed like a foregone conclusion that Maryland was going to lose on the road at Iowa, a place where they've actually struggled a lot. There are places they've done very well since going into the Big Ten. They've played very well at Illinois. They've played very well at Minnesota, a couple of other places, but they've not done very well at Iowa. They last won at Iowa back in 2019. This is not a great Iowa team, um, but Iowa came into the game 3-4 and four in the Big Ten, um, and uh, they had just lost their first game in about two weeks uh, against Purdue in their last outing. Watching this game, never really for a moment thought Maryland was going to win the game. Whereas at Illinois, for you Terp fans, it really felt like they were playing well enough to potentially have a chance at that upset win, which they got. And then came Jameer Young. 6-1, barely. Transfer from Charlotte. DeMatha kid, local. Played very well last year when Maryland got him as a transfer for Kevin Willard's first year. Was sensational for much of the year. Kind of tailed off a little bit towards the end of the year. But Maryland went to the tournament largely because of Jameer Young last year uh, and the way he had played. They won a game in the tournament, beat West Virginia, and then they got blown out by Alabama in the second round. He was coming back. Uh, Along with Reese and Scott, there was a lot of hope along with Deshaun Harris-Smith, one of the top recruits in the Big Ten um, out of uh, the WCAC um, here uh, in uh, Northern Virginia, uh, and Paul VI, and there was a lot of hope that Maryland would be very good. They just haven't been uh, on offense. Last night, Jameer Young scored 10 of the final 15 points for Maryland, scored their final eight, two threes, a step-back three, a three off of a screen by Juju Reese, and then that game winner that you heard, Maryland had the ball, tie score. I have no idea why Iowa let Jameer Young go downhill to his strong side, his left hand, and get to the rim. I thought for sure they were going to have to uh, go somewhere else that Iowa would double-team him. They didn't. Um, perhaps that was the intention, but they weren't able to do it. And Young knocked in the game winner, finished with 22 on the night on 7 of 15 shooting, missed a free throw. He rarely misses a free throw. He's one of the best free throw shooters uh, in America, averaging 90% uh, percent at the line. Uh, and now his point average is up to 20.8 points per game. That's second in the Big Ten to Zach Eady. Jameer Young leads the country right now in a stat called clutch points, 
which are points scored in the last five minutes of the game where the game is within five points. Uh, he has he leads the nation in clutch points. If it wasn't for Zach Eady at Purdue, the guy that's back for his seventh year or whatever it is, and I love watching Zach Eady. I think he's a a real relic of the past, a true post player, um, and a damn good college basketball player. But if it wasn't for Zach Eady, you know, who is a shoe-in more likely than not for Big Ten Player of the Year, Jameer Young, along with probably Boo Booey at Northwestern, would be the two leading candidates right now for Big Ten Player of the Year. That's how good of a season Jameer Young is having. He's had ridiculous games, all-time games. The game that he had last week at Northwestern in a game that Maryland lost 72 to 69, but they took the lead on a ridiculous three by Young uh, with under a minute to go. His 36 points, his acrobatic shots, his will to bring Maryland back at one point down six in the second half to a potential win, it was one of a handful of great performances, individual performances in Maryland basketball history. Look, Ernie Graham had the all-time scoring performance, 44, no three-point line back in 1978. All right, He still holds the Maryland mark for points in a game. Gravis Vasquez went for an incredible 41 on the road, willing Maryland to a win in Blacksburg against Virginia Tech. Gravis also had one of the all-time great performances with a triple-double against North Carolina uh, in his junior season. We know and we can go through all of the great performances by guys like Juan Dick and Albert King in his junior year. Albert King had one of the great ACC uh, tournaments when Maryland lost uh, at the buzzer um, when the ball was hanging on the rim and Kenny Denard undercut Buck Williams and it wasn't called. Uh, But Albert King's junior year in particular was one of the great seasons in Maryland history. But Jameer Young is making his mark right now on Maryland basketball history. The games that he has had, he went for 37 at Pauley Pavilion. I know UCLA's not great, but 37 at UCLA. He had 28-8 on the road at Illinois in the upset win over the 10th-ranked Fighting Illini. Had 36, as I mentioned, at Northwestern. That, to me, was one of the best games, individual performances, especially in a half and down the stretch we've ever seen by a Maryland basketball player. They didn't win the game, though. Unfortunately, they let Boo Booey, who is a terrific player at Northwestern, get to the rim for the game winner uh, at the end. Um, and then last night, what he did down the stretch, he had five points at halftime. He was the focus of Iowa throughout the first half, and he goes for 17 in the second half, 10 of the final 15, and the final eight points, including the final to, uh, including two three-pointers and then the game winner with 1.5 seconds to go. Um, he is averaging 20.8 points per game. Now, in terms of averages, if he can get that up to 21-plus, he'll finish top six, top five-ish uh, all-time. Maryland's only had um, four players in its history average more than 22 a game. Remember, this is not the NBA. You know, you've got a 40-minute game. Uh, Averaging over 20 in college is impressive. 
Uh, Walt Williams had the all-time season. Walt Williams, when Maryland was on probation in the 91-92 season, you know, averaged 26.8 points per game. He was insane. He had that that stretch of seven straight 30-point-plus games, uh, which was incredible for Gary Williams and the program at that point. Um, and then you've got a couple of, you know, all old timers, Will Hetzel and Gene Shue, who are in the top four. Bias averaged twenty three point two in eighty five eighty six. So right now his twenty point eight would put him there with Joe Smith, Tom McMillan, Terrell Stoglin for you Terp fans. Remember in Turgeon's first year, he averaged twenty one point six points per game. He probably shot twenty five. A game uh, attempts a game, um, but he was he was a scorer. Albert King's junior year is number five on the all time list at twenty one point seven. I think you could actually argue that Albert King's junior year was the best individual season um, by a Maryland player of all time. Although I would go with the you know either Bias's junior or senior year, and certainly Juan Dixon's junior and senior year were sensational. As well, Maryland had many more options, you know, scoring options on the team that Dixon played on, which is why they ultimately went to two Final Fours and won a national championship. But for the price of nothing on television uh, and a few bucks live, Jameer Young is worth the watch. Uh, He is putting on an unbelievable show. He is a lock first team all Big 10 player. He will be very much in the running for an all-American spot on one of the top 3 teams. Now, when you get to that level, you really have to stand out if your team is not a tournament team necessarily. Not always the case. Um but Jameer Young didn't come necessarily with a lot of the preseason pub. He was a preseason all-first-team Big Ten selection. He was an honorable mention preseason All-American, but he is having an All-American type of season. Uh, That is for sure. Really, really good win for Maryland. They're sucking us in here, uh, and they've got Nebraska, a team that's played very well this year, um, and is five and four and fifteen and five overall. They've got Nebraska with the students finally back in College Park at on uh, at noon on Saturday, right here on your home for Maryland basketball, the team nine eighty, and then they've got you know a run with. Uh, a road game against Michigan State. Um, they still have several home games, though. Uh, they've got to get to Denton in looking at this, given that their non-conference was not very impressive. They lost to Davidson. They lost to UAB. They got blown out by Villanova. The UCLA win on the road isn't going to look that good. UCLA isn't a very good basketball team this year. Um, they are 4-5 and five for them to have a chance at an at-large bid. In the for for an NCAA bid, they're going to have to make a run through the end of this month, through February and early March, where they somehow get to thirteen and seven minimum in the Big Ten. So that means winning basically nine of their final eleven Big Ten games. Uh, I don't think a twelve and eight mark, eleven and nine mark, you know, uh, above five hundred with their non conference does it. It might. We say this every year when you're looking at teams on the bubble. It's like they got to fill out the field. You know, there's 68 in the field, and you start looking at teams, and you're like, that's not a tournament team. And then you're like, well, then who are you going to put in? 
Um, you know, if they were to get to 12 and 8, you know, somehow winning 8 of their final 11, could it be it would depend on who those games were against. They have uh games right now um, in the Big Ten against Illinois at home at Wisconsin, so you'd probably have to win one of those to give you two highly, you know, uh, quad one wins as they call it in the in the net rankings. Um, but they put themselves in a big hole early in this season, and they're going to have to dig their way out. They they are capable of being in a lot of these games defensively. There's no doubt about it, and they have a superstar at point guard, um, and he has carried them as he did at times last year. Uh, a lot of fun to watch Jameer Young and last night's close was another memorable moment from this year for him. Um, all right. Uh, we'll talk to Naki a little bit. He's been there courtside for a lot of these performances this year by Jameer Young. We'll talk to him much later on in the show. So uh, Wes Unseld Jr. is moving from the bench to the front office. I'm just going to read from uh, the Wire story from Adrian Wojnarowski uh, at ESPN. The Wizards are promoting top assistant Brian Keefe to interim head coach for the rest of the season, replacing Wes Unseld Jr., sources tell ESPN. Wizards are planning a full-scale open coaching search in the offseason. Keefe joined the Wizards staff this this year, after stops in Brooklyn, Oklahoma City, L.A., and New York. During his time under two different coaching staffs with the Thunder, he spent time working under Wizards President Michael Winger and GM Will Dawkins in OKC. By the way, Keefe was part of the 2012 Thunder coaching staff that went to the NBA Finals and lost to, of course, the Miami Heat. The Wizards are not firing Wes Unsell Jr. In fact, they're moving him into a front office Role Winger and Unseld had discussed the coaching change in recent days, according to Wojo, and the organization wants to keep Unseld Jr. as part of their long-term plan. Um, look, I, I don't, I don't think anybody cares about this team right now, um, and certainly not as much as I do. Um, but, but here's the thing: uh, Wes Unseld Jr. was not a good head coach, a good NBA coach. I think he did a phenomenal job as an assistant in Denver. I think his teams, you know, at times looked well coached defensively. They're not trying to win games. I'm not putting their current 7 and 36 record on Wes Unseld Jr. You know, they have set this season up to be a season that results in contention for the number 1 overall pick in the NBA draft. And if it isn't number 1, it's a it's a leverageable spot for either, you know, a high level talent infusion from the draft or a place where they could acquire more picks for a future draft. This is, you know, this isn't the tank the that we thought it would be stylistically in terms of the trade for Jordan Poole, the re-signing of Kyle Kuzma, etc. Um, but as we speak right now, the Wizards at 7 and 36 are the second worst team in the NBA, um, just uh, t- uh, right now, just two and a half games better than Detroit, who actually won last night. Um, Detroit beat Charlotte last night after uh, another uh, stretch of losses. Uh, so 
there you go. Uh, I didn't. Did did anybody see this coming? I don't know if anybody, quite honestly, no disrespect intended, was paying attention enough to see this coming. Um, except for those who are on the Wizards beat and are covering it. Um, and maybe at some point um, we'll talk to somebody about that. But we're two days, three days away from uh, you know championship weekend, and we got a coaching search going on. Uh, Vic Fangio to Philly. Man, I was hoping when the news broke that Fangio was gone from Miami, just the idea of Vic Fangio being the defensive coordinator here, maybe with Ben Johnson, and I don't know if there was any chance of that. Um, that would have been exciting to me. I've been a you know huge Vic Fangio fan for a while. Look, you know, p- part of Fangio's uh, you know a- appeal for a long period of time was he was the only one kind of playing defense the way he was playing defense. You know, two deep safeties, everything underneath, and then concocting all kinds of unique. Uh, pressures uh, against quarterbacks and the looks pre-snap that Fangio put together uh, when he was at his various spots, um, including Denver, where he was a head coach uh, briefly. But he goes to Philadelphia to replace Sean Desai, um, Matt Patricia, who took over for Desai, uh, and Philly also looking for an offensive coordinator. But what we know now about the Philadelphia situation, like the Dallas situation, Sirianni's not going anywhere. Mike McCarthy's not going anywhere. Brian Dable's not going anywhere. Washington will be the lone team in the division with a new head coach, although not uh, completely a new overall staff. Um, So there are some of the headlines uh, from uh, this morning. Uh, Anyway, uh, I was thinking about the game uh, on the two games on Sunday. And I want to have a conversation with Denton and then maybe some of you. Uh, This is house money for Kansas City for the first time. Nobody expected them to be there at all. But if they go in and beat Baltimore, that team at M&T Bank Stadium, the conversation about Mahomes will be ramped up if it can even be ramped up anymore. I'll explain and we'll discuss when we come back. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980, the Team980.com. We're free and live on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I think for the first time, the Chiefs have a basically an icing on the cake um, game, playing uh, with house money game. The expectations for the Chiefs all season long is they struggled, especially offensively, uh, to find their way. Um, was the, the the expectations were dialed back considerably um, when they lost to the Eagles in that Monday big Monday night game hyped Monday night game blew that lead and then they lost to the Packers a few weeks later and the Bills after that I don't think anybody was thinking that this was a team that was going to go deep into the postseason it was still very likely they were going to win the division and they were going to host at least, you know, a first round game, but the idea that they were going to have, you know, home field advantage throughout or even home field advantage in round 2 was looking dicey, not to mention that in the AFC there just looked like, you know, d- during most of the season much better teams. You know, Baltimore uh, the 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 Ravens for sure, the Dolphins looked better at times even though the Chiefs won that game uh in Germany head to head. You know, there was a moment in time where we thought Jacksonville was going to be pretty good. Cleveland had a chance to be pretty good. Um, Buffalo obviously came back. Um, but what we got was, for the first time, Mahomes playing road playoff games. And he passed the first test, beating Buffalo 27-24. to Now, Buffalo's defense was in shambles, uh, allowing Mahomes and the Chiefs to have one of their more impressive offensive days of the season. Really, as I talked about on Monday, they had 43 offensive snaps in the game if you took out the kneel downs. And in those 43 snaps, they had 21 first downs and 27 points. And it should have been more if McCole Hardman doesn't fumble the ball through the end zone. Um, 361 yards, 7.7 yards per play. It was one of the most impressive offensive performances for the Chiefs all year long. Now, they had Tyler Bass miss a field goal. They win the game. Um, I think if Bass makes that field goal, given Buffalo's defense, I think Kansas City probably gets down the field and gets in range for Butker anyway and probably walks off with a 30-27 to win. Um, but Sunday's different. And Sunday, I think, is one of these games that will be a defining game in the career of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes already is a lock first ballot Hall of Famer after starting in the NFL for six seasons. You realize that, right? I think everybody does realize that. If he didn't play this year, he retired early. He got seriously injured in the Super Bowl and never could play again. He's a six-time Pro Bowler a two-time MVP, a two-time Super Bowl MVP, and the eye test has made us all watch a guy that we think is in the conversation of the greatest that we've ever seen. Now, more accomplishment is on the way, but even the accomplishment that he's had so far would make him a first-ballot Lock Hall of Famer. That's not even debatable. A two-time MVP, a two-time Super Bowl MVP, three Super Bowl tricks, trips, six times in six years, a pro bowler. You know, this guy has had some of the most incredible games, some of the most incredible numbers, 
219 touchdowns, 63 picks, 28,000 yards in six seasons starting. But the thing that he hasn't done is he hasn't had that road memorable game in which his team wasn't supposed to win the game. Where he elevated his team and like Brady did in that first championship game at Pittsburgh, the second championship game at Pittsburgh, the game that they won in Kansas City in his final year in New England and Mahomes' first of six straight AFC title games. You know, we we've had uh, you know, plenty of quarterbacks have these moments with Mahomes. There's always been yeah, but they played at home, best home environment in the league. He hasn't been tested in the postseason on the road in a tough environment. Well, he got that last weekend, and he's going to get that times four this weekend because of the defense they're facing. If Patrick Mahomes goes in to Baltimore on Sunday and plays well, and the Chiefs win that game, and they go on to win another Super Bowl, It's not outrageous to start talking about. It's not too early. It's not premature to start talking about Patrick Mahomes as the greatest quarterback of all time. He won't yet be the greatest winner of all time. That obviously resides with number 12 in New England, Tom Brady, plus what he did in Tampa. I mean, Brady's seven Super Bowl victories, his five Super Bowl MVPs, you got a long way to go. I mean, if Mahomes ends up with his third Super Bowl in seven years and his third Super Bowl MVP in seven years, that would be, you know, an incredible trajectory that he would be on. And we would start wondering could he actually catch Brady? I think this game Sunday in Baltimore, and let me just say, Denton, I don't think they're going to win it. I think Baltimore is one of the best teams we've seen in a long time. And I think that's the other part of this. Baltimore is recognized, especially by some of the advanced numbers, to be one of the best teams in in, in NFL history, I think I told you yesterday, the DVOA regular season number ended up sixth best season in NFL history. It's one of the best defensive seasons in NFL history. If he goes in against that team, that defense, in that environment on Sunday, and plays well, and they walk out of there, with another AFC championship, another Lamar Hunt trophy, and they're on their way to the Super Super Bowl in Vegas. I mean, if he goes on to win the Super Bowl, even more emphasis. But this game Sunday, I think, is one of those games that Patrick Mahomes has a chance to legitimately and not prematurely put himself in the conversation of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game. I'm talking about Brady. I'm talking about Manning. I'm talking about Marino, Elway, Rodgers. I'm talking about Unitas. I'm talking about, you know, um, who am I forgetting in the conversation? I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. For for me, you know, when you're putting together the Mount Rushmore, it's like six or seven guys. We're gonna have to we're gonna get, have to get some some more heads chiseled uh, into Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. But uh, Brady, Manning, I mean, for me, I've 
always felt that Elway and Marino are in that conversation. Aaron Rodgers, I've never been a Favre guy, ever. Steve Young's in that conversation, but not Mount Rushmore conversation. Montana, obviously, is in the conversation. Mahomes is already in that top five to seven conversation right now. He moves much higher with a win Sunday, and then another win two weeks from Sunday. I think this is a a, a huge, huge opportunity for Mahomes. And yet, on the other hand, Denton, they're kind of playing with house money because although they're only a three and a half, four point underdog, the expectation is Baltimore, I think. I would say the the expectation is heavily Baltimore. By the way, I'm already kind of there. I I already think that Patrick Mahomes is the fourth greatest quarterback ever. So I'm I'm like there already. I'm ahead of the curve on this one. But if they win the Super Bowl this year, given the talent that is around him, which quite honestly is, is not a lot of talent, I think that would catapult him ahead of Peyton Manning for me. So he'd be three behind Montana and Brady. Montana, Brady would be three. Who's who's your number three right now? Manning? M- Manning is three right now. Then I have Mahomes. Okay. Then I have Elway. I haven't done this in a while. I gotta, I gotta go back and look at my notes for the last time I did it because I do keep notes on those kinds of things. But I think most recently for me, it was Brady, Manning, Montana. Uh, I, I think I had Marino, Montana, Elway, or Elway, uh, Marino, Montana, something like that. Those were my five, and then Rogers was right there too. And then it's like in recent years, it's like Mahomes is creeping into that top six, top seven conversation already. But in terms of the eye test, it's not been crazy to say that Mahomes is the greatest that you've ever seen play the position. Right. But also, Kevin, like on the contrary, if Lamar goes on, because he's going to win his second MVP this year, if he wins a Super Bowl and he has a, let's just say hypothetically, he has a crazy performance in the Super Bowl, maybe not Jalen Hurts-esque from last season, but kind of in that ballpark, I think he would then enter the conversation, maybe not for for 5-7, to but you'd start to see his name circulate around like the 8-12 to area for one of the greatest because of the resume that he'd built up. Also, in a small uh, sample size, would be very, very impressive with signs of it getting better as he progresses. Okay, I'm glad you got to eight to twelve on that because I was about to say you're absolutely yeah, insane. no, no, I'm not doing five to seven. And, and with by the him. way, eight to twelve is way too high as well um, for Lamar at this point. By the way, I'm so rooting for Lamar. Just as a side note, I I really want the Ravens to win this game. I'm going to wager on the Ravens to win this game, and I have a feeling he's going to play great. And I I want to see him get to the Super Bowl and get a ring. Because I think at that point, Lamar Jackson, with his third MVP, to your point, becomes a, 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 a he becomes a guy, I'm sorry, it would be a second MVP. He becomes a guy that's at least in the conversation when you're talking about the 25 greatest quarterbacks of all time. And you start to, you know, the problem with Lamar has been, like, by the way, to a certain extent, it's been with Burrow. You know, Burroughs got two AFC championship games in four years, and he didn't finish the other two years. Uh, so, but it's it's too early on Burrow, way too early on Burrow, and I think it would be still too early on Lamar to put him at that lofty. 
uh, you know, area because I, I don't have a list uh, in 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 front of me right now. But there's no way that after the seven or eight I just mentioned, and then I would get to guys like Unitas and um, uh, Warren Moon, and um, I mean. You know, I, I gotta go. I I don't have like the, my my list in front of me, but certainly maybe in the fifteen to twenty range. Well, at that he, point. admittedly, most people don't go to twelve. The cutoff is usually at at ten, and then he's kind he's of not a top ten quarterback. He if he be, wins he the would Super be a Bowl top this year. 10, There's no way. But I, I I think he's in that conversation, maybe ten to fifteen. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, I mean it's it, the Lamar conversation's always been a difficult one because of the style of play, which I love the style of play and I loved what his offensive coordinator did in those first few years with him and I love what Munkin's do- doing with him this year. Uh this is a dominant team. This isn't just a Lamar Jackson show in Baltimore. This is a dominant defense. This is a dominant offense across the board. Lamar's the star of the offense. Don't get me wrong. Um, But it is the best defensive team we've seen in the NFL in a few years. Uh, Anyway, um, 301-230-0980. I think if Mahomes goes in and beats Baltimore, that team in that in that stadium on Sunday goes to the Super Bowl and wins one. I think it's not crazy to say greatest of all time. Now, not the greatest winner of all time. He's got years to try to catch Brady on that front. I'm just talking about greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, he'd be in the conversation, I believe, and I don't think it, you'd be embarrassed putting him in that conversation. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the com. Well, we all thought it was going to happen, and yesterday it finally did. Jim Harbaugh is leaving the University of Michigan. He has accepted the job as the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. ESPN reporting it's a five-year deal for Jim Harbaugh to work with Justin Herbert and get the Chargers to not just the promised land, but to win a championship the same way that he did at Michigan. Can't say the same for Bill Belichick. Rumor is that he is no longer the favorite in Atlanta. And if Bill Belichick doesn't end up in Atlanta, he could be taking a year off of coaching. In the NBA, Wizards depart with uh, Wes Unsell Jr. He will move to the front office. Brian Keefe going to take over as the interim head coach. They lose to the Timberwolves last night 118-107. to Caps lose to the Avalanche 6-2. Maryland beats Iowa 69-67. to Jameer Young scored 22 for the Terps, including the game winner with 1.5 seconds remaining. And that's what's trending. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, here's my list right now. I'm just going to give you a top seven, all right? Because after that, it gets kind of murky for me. Um, Brady's one, Manning's two, Elway for me is three. Elway forever was number one for me. Uh, Montana four, Marino five, Unitas six, Mahomes seven. All right, so that's the list right now. If Mahomes wins the Super Bowl this year and wins at Baltimore on Sunday in particular, uh, look, Mahomes in terms of the eye test is is there with all of them. Uh, the combination of what we've watched and what he's accomplished and what he will accomplish gives him a chance, certainly, to end up being the greatest of all time. Uh, maybe not the greatest winner. He's got to win. He's got to catch Brady, and that just seems almost impossible. Although, you know, if he were to get a third this year in his seventh season, uh, a lot of football left. We'll see, but. Um, the question at 301-230-0980, is if Patrick Mahomes, I just started thinking about this yesterday, and I had Steven Spector on my podcast from Kansas City. You'll hear some of that a little bit later on in the show. I just started thinking if Mahomes goes in, plays well Sunday against that team in that stadium, and they win that game, and then he goes on, that will be a defining moment here at this point in his career. Every other win, big win, essentially has been at Arrowhead. They've been in a, in a division that's been fairly easy, not as easy as Brady and what Belichick had in the AFC East, but this would be an early career here in his sixth season um, in, his, in his sixth season of starting, seventh season overall, um, this would be a defining moment. And at that point, it wouldn't be nuts to, to, to start calling Patrick Mahomes the greatest 
of all time. 301-230-0980. Coming up at 11, all right, 10, 12 minutes from now, Cole Kublik from ESPN SEC Network will join us to talk about Jaden Daniels among others. Um, All right, uh, let's start with Joe. Joe, go ahead. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Good, Joe. What's happening? What do you think? If he wins Sunday, where where would you have Mahomes? You know, it's just a, this is a t- tough one. I mean, because he's definitely go, uh, rising up there among one of the greatest to ever play. I mean, this will be a sixth straight AFC championship appearance, first one on the road. You know, I know that he's he's won up at M&T before in the regular season on Sunday Night Football, but yeah. that was a different Raven defense back then compared to now. I mean, this is going to be a slugfest. I mean, does Mahomes have a chance to win? Yes. Do I believe it's going to happen against that defense? No, but you know something? I mean, he was an underdog last week at Buffalo, and he came through. I mean, everybody and again, everybody's pinned on Josh Allen, but Josh Allen didn't drop a pass or miss a field goal. But back to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is definitely uh, has a chance. I mean, and he'll and if he goes to the Super Bowl, he'll have a chance to win another one. I would give him a chance. But right now, I would say Baltimore has it. But this is going to probably come down to a field goal. Uh, for either team, because either Jackson or Mahomes will deliver when it happens. So take care. Yeah, thank, thanks, Joe. Yeah, I, 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 what we're saying here is, and that's my point here, is that I don't think he's going to win on Sunday. I think Baltimore is going to win the game. But if he went in there and played a Patrick Mahomes elite game and they won the AFC title and they went to the Super Bowl again and then he won it again, I think this would have been, you know, the moment where those that don't want or have been reluctant to put him into the conversation of the greatest that they've ever seen, this would be the moment Sunday if he goes in and beats that team that you've got to change your mind. If he plays well and he's the reason they win. I don't think they're going to win, which is why I'm saying if he does it, I mean, I wipe my hands clean and say, give it to him, man. He is in the conversation with Brady, Manning, and anybody else you want to put for the greatest of all time, even seven years into his career, six as a starter. I do want to hear what Paulie says. I know we're up against a hard break, but get Paulie in here right now. Let's go. L to the W, big guy. What's going on, man? Hey, look, I already got Mahomes at number two. You know, so if he, they win this one, most definitely. Who do you have him behind? You've got him behind Brady. Montana. Montana. Come on. To me, to me it's Montana, Mahomes, Marino, Brady, Manning. That, that's my list. You know what I mean? He win this game, man. Look, shout out G from the shop. He called on the Michael Jordan of, of football. Do the Ravens got a Jordan stopper? That's what this game comes down to. Do the Ravens have a Jordan stopper? So, I don't know, man. Hey, hey listen, he win, it's, it, he win this game, it's a slam dunk that he's the best quarterback ever because this team is not his best team. Not he's even not close. The best City, especially offense-wise. It might be the best defensive team he's played on. But not, it is. Uh, not, not with the weapons, man. So, yeah, but look, but if Lamar Jackson, they win the Super Bowl this year, wherever you got Steve Young ranked at, put Lamar right behind Steve Young. I would I you know I love Young. To me, Young's in it in the top ten of all time. So so you got to put Lamar at eleven in my opinion. I just think that Young is you know at this point more consistent and, and more consistent as a passer. But as far as uh, being able to move and run, 
I mean, those two are comparable running the ball, man. Steve Young got some of the greatest running quarterback highlights of all time. He does. So but I, but so Lamar's the Lamar's a better as great as Steve Young was as a runner and a passer, Lamar's a better runner. Young was a better thrower, a more consistent and more accurate pocket passer, at least at this point. Yeah, that's why I said if he wins the Super Bowl and two MVPs, you stick him right behind Steve Young. You know what I mean? That, that's where I got Lamar at. But most definitely, man, Mahomes, they, they pull this one out. They pull this game out. They win in the Super Bowl. And to me, they just they already catapulted him to, to the greatest of all time. I mean, I'm already feeling like he's the greatest of all time. So this would just solidify it for me. All right. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's get Robert in here um, because Robert's team is playing Mahomes. He knows how great this team is. If Mahomes pulls it off Sunday and then they go on and, and win a Super Bowl, which would be his third, is it ridiculous to call him the greatest of all time? I, I wouldn't say it's ridiculous. It's just not factual. I, I got him with Elway and Manning uh, grouped behind uh, – Brady and Montana, and and, and for that last caller uh, to put uh, Marino ahead of uh, Brady is nonsense. Um, you know, you do that too. You always overrate Dan Marino. Now he was a gifted, skilled, talented quarterback. He, I think, he has a losing record in the postseason, if I'm not mistaken, or it's close to 500. And he got his team. He started for fifteen or sixteen years with a good team and a, a Hall of Fame coach, and he only got to one Super Bowl. You, you go too much by the eye candy, how great his release was, and all that stuff. He wasn't a big time winner when it counted. He just wasn't. Jim Kelly beat him two or three times in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I never understand uh, your your assessment of him and put him uh, a united. Well, because I mean, because he on. was a unicorn for the time. Okay, he threw for five thousand yards fine. in nineteen eighty four in his first full season of starting there, there. and forty eight touchdowns okay. when no one was throwing for four thousand yards I, I, except for I, Dan Fouts. And okay, it's again, a dependent position. It's a dependent position. They never had a running game with him, and go. their defenses weren't that great either. There, there you go. You always come out with these other reasons. He had gifted receivers. It's not a, it, they had some good defense. They are reasons, they, they though. But he, but he wasn't special because he didn't oh, take his team over and beyond that. Okay, he, he took his te- he took did. his team to fifty games over five hundred and to the playoffs to play in eighteen playoff well, games during the course of his career. It was okay. solely because of him. Solely because of okay, him. You, you, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't solely. It was. It was. Become a, he was it, that it was great. Not solely. Yeah, solely. Uh, that uh, team around uh, him was no. never that good, Robert. Never. They just weren't that they good. Were, he played in 18 w- playoff games. With, with okay, Did he ever his, have a running record? game? Ever. Okay. What's, what, what's his record in the playoffs? Uh, I'm going to guess that you're right about that. I'm going to say that it's sub-500, if not 500. I'll look it up right now. Hold on. And and particularly on the road. Eight and ten. What do you do on the road? Eight and ten in the postseason. Eight and ten in the postseason. You can't put a guy eight and ten in postseason on the high high echelon of uh, NFL quarterbacks. It's ridiculous. There's just too many guys. We're talking about two different conversations. We're talking about greatest quarterback in terms of the way they played the game versus greatest winner. 
Marino was a great quarterback, maybe the best thrower of the football, certainly in the conversation Uh, of all time. In terms of feel, release, etc. in the pocket, Marino's in the conversation despite the fact that he went to one Super Bowl and lost it. For me, not for you clearly, but I think that you are judging more based on your quarterback's based on record. To me, it's a highly dependent position, and I'm not a judging a quarterback on his record guy. Never have been. Okay, no, I judge them on what they're able to do, how they are to elevate their team, regardless of how good or average their team may be in the postseason. I don't care. I don't use the statistical touchdowns and yardage of regular seasons. Correct You're old enough. You remember the, 85, the 84 season. It was the greatest oh, yes, season in the history of the position. And what did You, you would agree with that Bowl? at the time. Yes, of okay. course, of course. Okay. But what did he do in the Super Bowl in the big moment? He did not play well. They played played a much better team, overall team, as they did often in the playoffs. Wait a minute. uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wasn't Miami favored in that game? In, In that Super Bowl? I don't think so. It's I, I, I don't remember uh, I don't remember specifically the the point spread. I can find that look, for look, you here. If you I, give me a I, second I don't want on you to that. Misunderstand. I don't I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. Dan Marino was a great quarterback, but you can't put him in those groups. San Francisco those other guys. was a three point favorite. He was a three point okay. favorite. Uh, I, I thought Miami might have been favored, but um, anyhow, you can't put him at that level of the uh, the other five or six guys you're mentioning because he did not achieve what they did in the postseason, regardless of why he didn't do it, okay? Do you consider Jim Kelly to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time? Well, I don't consider him to be up with Marino, but a- yeah, agree. He, Jim okay. Kelly was a great great okay. quarterback, but not, not, he's not See, I like top I, 10. Who, who, would, who do you think is the better all-time quarterback, Bradshaw or Marino? Uh... uh Boy, Come on, but based on too. your pitch against Marino, it's the answer's got to be Terry Bradshaw. Uh, uh, no, no, I, I would put Marino ahead okay. of Bradshaw. I'm confused now. Okay, I'm not, I no, you, Kevin. Understand? It's like it's like when I say this guy can't be great unless he wins a Super Bowl, and then people say, "Oh, you think Trent Dilfer was great because he wins a Super Bowl?" That's not the logic. The logic is Marino is took his team to the playoffs almost every year. Okay, and they weren't good teams at all. And the reason they were competitive and they won playoff games, only got to one Super Bowl, was Dan Marino more than any other reason. Although, to your point, and I agree with you, I think he played for arguably the greatest coach in the history of the game. But it was never, never a great roster around him. I got to go. I'm up against a hard break. For those of you that I missed, maybe we'll circle back to this uh, tomorrow at some point. Up next, Cole Kublik will join us. Uh, We'll talk quarterbacks in the drafts specifically Jaden Daniels, he saw several of his games. Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes in the state of Maryland? The key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device. Learn more about vehicle theft prevention at mdautotheft.org. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.